0: It's a proclamation of faith and if I don't say that proclamation of faith, I don't release grace in yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. But when I and when I make that proclamation of faith, something happens. Other people say, "Faith arises in them." And mm-hmm. they say, mm-hmm. "How can I help?" Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want that same thing. I want that dream to come into existence, and I now have faith that that can happen because the faith that you mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. has inspired faith in me. How can I help? <laughs>
1: Welcome to Beyond Damascus, the show where encounter meets mission. It's a joy to have you here. My name, of course, is Aaron Richards. I'm uh, one of the co-hosts here on the show. You know that because you're here watching us. So welcome back. Uh, If you're joining us for for the first time, um, Dan, Brad, myself, uh, we work here at a place called Damascus. It's It's a mission campus here in Centerburg, Ohio. Uh, we live in the midst of a, of a missionary community, and our, our purpose is to awaken, empower, and equip the Church uh, to bring revival to the Catholic Church, and uh, we're, we're we're pumped to do that. We're blessed to be able to, to join you here on mission. You remember the story when St. Paul encountered the Lord Jesus on the way to Damascus. His mm-hmm. life was changed forever, and he was launched from a place of um, uh, distance— and um no relationship with the Lord to a place of incredible, world-changing mission. And, and that's kind of the idea mm-hmm. that there's no real relationship with Jesus, we would posit, aside from a life of extraordinary mission. Mm-hmm. So uh today we've got a sweet show. Um we're talking about sort of like the fuel that leads to mission, um, or maybe one of the necessary components at least. The idea of of understanding and stepping into and coming into alignment with God's dream for our life, um, aligning our dreams to God's dream for us. And uh, Dan, we, we've we've got a, we've got as a special guest on the show today, a prolific author. Oh, prolific, um, prolific! Um, author. Dan, I couldn't Dan even. I, I'm yes. not very
0: prolific because I don't
1: even know if
2: I could define what that word <laughs> Dynamic, is. Dynamic, prolific yeah. author.
1: Uh, so yeah, it's a, it's a joy. You know, Brad and Dan and I, we we have we are we a lot of hats around here, mm-hmm. and. Um, From public speaking to music to uh, to writing to Mm -hmm. retreats and conferences and um, we we've we've tried to do it all. Some have been more successful than others. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the midst of it all, I think our our common core is is being rooted here in mission together at Mm -hmm. Damascus. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we're we're gonna be we're gonna be talking to Dan today about. About his new book, Dreaming with God. Yeah, right. Is that that's the that's the official title? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Dream bigger. Dream bigger. <laughs> dream bigger. <laughs> unlocking unlocking God's dream for your life. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Yes. So, um, the, the 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 talk that it's based on has been has been edited. Called, called by <laughs> it's many names. Edited. Actually, so one of which is Dreaming with I, God. I wrote
0: I wrote the book initially <laughs> and uh, it sat on my computer for a year before I did anything with it. And Yum. and the same time, so the original title was Dream Big. And mm. Bob Goff, who's one of the founders of, of or one of the major leaders in Young Life, yeah. was he wrote a book called Dream Big, and I was like, what the heck, <laughs> like, uh, and and so I was like, Amber, man, this this Protestant uh, author wrote this book called Dream Big. Now, like, I can't I can't use that title, and she's like, we'll yeah. just call it
2: Dream. Big bigger. And I was like, Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, perfect. Dream bigger. <laughs> or you could have put dreaming with God. And yeah. you'd <laughs> yeah. No, I'm kidding. No, I That's think it's, uh, it is. It's so cool to be with you, Dan. And I think this message that is contained within this book is one that you've been speaking really since our founding here at Damascus. And I think, um, there's just so much that the Lord has for the church in this message. I know that, um, you both, when I first showed up to Damascus, just had that common understanding that, um, that we dream big and God dreams bigger, that we had hopes and dreams for Damascus. We had hopes and dreams for Catholic Youth Summer Camp. We had hopes and dreams for our lives and that the Lord has outdone us in that every time. So I actually love the idea that it's dream bigger because I think that we can sometimes think we're dreaming big, yeah. but the Lord's like, actually, there's more, right? Yeah,
0: it's actually amazing. So the book uh, hasn't released yet. It comes out this week, actually. But it's what's so funny is that that title as mm-hmm. as i'm doing these pre-release like conversations and podcasts and just talking mm-hmm. the title itself is activating something in people's lives where they're mm-hmm. like oh my gosh like they're convicted to start dreaming bigger themselves yeah. Yeah. and it, it's amazing that i didn't expect the title to to be a word of prophecy for the church but i think it
2: has become mm-hmm. that already mm-hmm. well it's imperative right so it's like it's a statement yeah. it's actually it's it's declaring what it's saying so yeah. it's almost speaking to you dream bigger right yeah. like it's not just like a I, I I love books with like questions as their title and things that draw you in, but this is almost like, whoa! That if someone was just to come up to me and say "Dream bigger," I'm like, I don't even know what that means. Like, what? Yeah. How do I start? Where do I start? So, yeah, I love it. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, so good.
1: and part of the idea is that so we 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 talk about you talk about in the book kind of the story of Damascus, Brad. You mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, that we dream we dream big and God dreams bigger. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this has sort of been something that we've we've both lived here. And also that Dan, you've kind of developed some some teaching and some reflection around over the course of the last few years. But mm-hmm. I mean, the story of what we're living here is kind of one of um, discovering that for ourselves. Yeah. And I know when uh, when we started youth ministry back in the back in the day, you know, this has sort of been a process that we that we've grown into that that partnering with God on mission, it. Mm-hmm. it it can't happen if I've got, if I've, if I've got the whole story planned, like um, sometimes God does give us, give us strategy that, that he desires for us to execute. But, you know, in, it's almost as if in every, uh, in every valuable endeavor in our lives, like there has to be a component where we are truly allowing God to inspire, like mm-hmm. every step along the way, mm-hmm. that there's an undiscovered aspect of, of what it is that we're, that we're pursuing. And, um, mm-hmm partnering with God to develop the vision. Yeah, I think is is the, is the idea there.
0: I think the, the, the neat thing about like being able to testify in the book is not just like, Hey, here's all these ideas that I have, but it's actually an experience that we've, we've discovered over Mm -hmm. the last Mm -hmm. six years, like the three of us really dreaming big and watching God uh, surpass everything that we hungered for Mm -hmm. and, Mm -hmm. and not just surpass it, but like, uh, (laughs) like like far and Mm -hmm. like far surpass it that like uh, the us, us laying our lives down and realizing that God has accomplished something. Mm-hmm. Like Brad, you're a pretty amazing, capable human being. Aaron, mm-hmm. you're an amazing, capable human being. Like we've mm-hmm. got, we have gifts and talents, but God's actually accomplished far more than our <laughs> own human capacities yeah. could uh, could accomplish here. Yeah. And so it truly is like let's just, let's brag on God a little bit and share mm-hmm. the amazing things he's, he's accomplished in our ministry. And and if he's done it in, in our ministry, he can do it in other mm-hmm. people's yeah. ministry. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And partnering with God by its nature draws us into adventure, right? So we talk about that all of the time here. But I think that the church, especially in this season, just needs a um, a reawakening to adventure. And I think dreams are one way to do that. And again, like, I think that, and we can get into that probably later. But dreams can sometimes seem like unconcrete, right? Like just kind of out there in the ether, right? Yeah. But like, I, I I think that like when we look at the scriptures, like there there were there were <laughs> centuries, generations of Jews that dreamt of something amazing. They yeah. dreamt of freedom, of of um, reestablishing relationship with Yahweh. Like all of these amazing dreams that Jesus far surpasses, right? Like now we look at the new covenant in comparison to the old covenant. It's like, oh my gosh, like the Lord comes through every single time that you can even see through the scripture and through tradition that throughout salvation history, people have dreamt for something. And when that something's provided by God, it's bigger than they could have ever imagined. So yeah. I think dreaming, it actually unlocks an adventure for us to have, because if we look at tradition, if we look at history and we say that, well, well every single time someone's dreamt with the Lord and partnered with him. Yeah, it's happened in a different way than they may have been expecting, yeah. but a much more profound and powerful way than yeah. they were first expecting.
0: I like to use Abraham as the example, right? It says that God mm. took Abram outside and showed him the stars yeah. and said, so too will your descendants be. As yeah. numerous as the stars are in heaven, so too will your descendants be. And it says, Abram put his faith in the yeah. Lord. And the this idea of... Going outside, I mm-hmm. think that there's mm-hmm. something significant that uh, the Abram had to go outside mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. order to see mm-hmm. the stars, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the the word "dream bigger" is a word not not just for individuals but for the church yeah. the like holy mother church like us as catholics we need to start dreaming bigger we need mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. outside the new evangelization is about going outside of the the old paradigms mm-hmm. that we've mm-hmm. had and discover these new methods new ardor mm-hmm. new uh with this new vigor as john paul ii says so go outside of, of your <laughs> box go outside of your human limitations go outside of your preconceived notions of what god can or should mm-hmm. or will mm-hmm. do the new pentecost takes outside, like the yeah. Holy Spirit's doing something new today, yep. right? And then let God show you what does He want to accomplish, not what do you think you can accomplish by your own effort, what do you think is, is, is reasonable based mm-hmm. off of the human resources you have at your disposal. What does God say to you, and what does He reveal that He wants to accomplish mm-hmm. in your life? And then the key... Put your faith in him yeah. right that abram put his faith in the lord and when abram put his faith in the lord it gave god permission to actually fulfill that dream well in his faith life.
2: leads to adventure right because like that exact verse you're talking about when the lord speaks to abraham he says well abram right go forth from the land of your kinsfolk to a place that I will show you. Yeah, He's not like, Hey, go to this place that I'm going to tell you the exact coordinates of. So Mm -hmm. you can use your mind and map to go find it. This is going to be super easy and secure and comfortable. You've
0: got everything figured out for yourself. Yes. You need
2: faith. Like go to a place I will show you. So wait, I'm just going aimlessly? No, you're not going aimlessly. You're going to a place I will show you. There's a difference between aimlessness and faithfulness.
0: Well, and you need need faith over time. So when God shows you dreams, right, then you need Mm -hmm. to make sure you stay in 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 faith, that and Abram actually didn't do that. So Abram put his faith in the Lord initially in crazy bold ways. He yeah. leaves his home, he goes yeah. and journeys, right? And then, but over time, the the promise of Isaac mm-hmm. wasn't fulfilled, yeah. and he got nervous. And so what does yeah. he do? He, he tries to figure he it out. Himself. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, yeah, he out finds himself. himself a little Hagar, right? And, yes. and and then births Ishmael. And Ishmael was not the fulfillment of God's dream. And we do that so often where we're like, well, she's Shoot, God said He wanted mm-hmm. to do this, but like, oh man, it's not working out. Or it's been it's been five years. It's yeah. been ten years. It, like God hasn't provided the resources. So mm-hmm. then we birth something that's not actually what God mm-hmm. promised, and it's less. It, it, it isn't the fulfillment of what God's desire for our life was. And mm-hmm. God does something so interesting mm-hmm. with Abraham that when he births Isaac, finally, right? Uh, Abraham actually has to lay. Isaac on the altar to to give evidence or to show to the to the Lord that his faith is still in him to be the provider of all things right so mm-hmm. and that act of placing your dream on the altar is probably the most important thing and mm-hmm. i think the the three of us probably i know for me that's like the, a daily prayer for me where like i dream super big and i have super like huge desires for the lord to do something mm-hmm. but if i'm not careful and if i don't place the dream on the altar the dream becomes an idol and so we have to make sure that our dreams we don't start worshipping our dreams we don't start <laughs> living our life be, for our dreams because it's easy and you you meet some christians like this they have a dream that got they want god to do something but it's it's as if the dream is the lord of their life that they, they think about the dream all day they 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 live like their time is devoted to the dream the like mm-hmm. who's Lord no Jesus has to be Lord and the way that Abraham shows that is by placing the dream yeah. on the altar yeah. well and it's so interesting
1: good. I I know I mean what I would witness to as well is that like that recommitment has to happen on a daily basis like, yeah you can't mm-hmm. you can't one and done yeah partnering with God yeah right because because the the yeah. the temptation is that hmm. that uh there will there will be I I may one day feel like okay God I'm 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 claiming you as lord of this process, like I'm sacrificing yep. this whole thing to you. But then the next day, I'm going to get uncomfortable, and I'm going to be tempted to to take back control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we're building a we're building a lifestyle orientation yeah. here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's such a good word. I, I think. I mean, just human experience. I I feel like that's like, I, I get, I'm in these moments of huge faith where I'm like, oh man, I, I put my faith in the Lord. And then there's moments of like, oh my gosh, it's not happening. Or this feels like it's falling yeah. apart. And then, and it's that like Peter's walking on water for a few steps mm-hmm. and then he mm-hmm. loses sight of the Lord and he starts to sink. And I think that there is that pattern of like, oh, man, I'm starting to sink right now. I'm no longer yeah. like living in faith, and then I need to be like redirect my
2: eyes yeah. on the Lord. Yeah, some of the best wisdom I've ever been given just in these um, same places, and it needs to happen every day, but the wisdom I was given is that the things that you love in your life, if you place them on the altar, um, there's only two things that happen on an altar, right? Hmm. They're, they're either burnt up as a burnt offering or they're multiplied. Mm-hmm. Like if we look at the Old Testament the understanding of an altar— We put something on there to be sacrificed, right? That's Isaac, right? Um, But now we see that when we go to the altar even daily at Mass, at least weekly at Mass, right, something's multiplied. Yeah, and so it was actually given to me in a season of discernment, which was really cool mm. because obviously there's some things in our life that become so permanent that the burnt offerings no longer an, an option for them, right? Like vocation is a great example of that, right? So like now that I'm a priest, I'm not going to put <laughs> that done. on the altar to be burnt yeah. up, right? Yeah, like don't burn that's not family. how that works. But <laughs> but there are so like there are so many choices and decisions yeah. in our life, and especially in the area of dreaming, where it's like actually, Lord, I trust you so much. That I'll put it on the altar. And if you want me to sacrifice it, great. Yeah. But if you keep multiplying it, I'll trust that your hand is on that. Right. Yeah. Like that's that's the the place of ultimate certainty. Yeah. Is only in seeing what God does when it's on the altar. Mm-hmm. And I love that story about Isaac because the Lord, there's just so much in that, right? That the Lord honors Abraham for not holding back from him his only son. Yeah. Right. And because the father's saying, like, yeah, like this this was a challenge, but watch what I step into yeah. on your behalf, right? um, it wasn't simply a ram caught by his head in thorns. It was later the son of God caught by his head in thorns, right? Like there's just so many ways that God comes through to show that like every single time you bring something to the altar, even if it's sacrificed, I have something better in its place. Absolutely. And if it's multiplied, then stay on that track and we'll see where it goes from there. But it's just a great piece of wisdom I was given. And I think it goes right to what you're saying. When I place that on the altar and to Aaron's point every single day,
0: well, and I think the I see what happens. Who, whose game are you fighting to? It's not your own game; it's the Lord's, and so the like Hebrews, uh, Paul talks to the Hebrews and he's, he, he gives a sweet litany of all of like, by faith, Abraham did this, by faith, Moses did this, yeah, by yeah. faith, Isaac did this, by faith, Noah did this. And he goes like to this, like sweet litany of all of the ancestors of our faith and what they did by faith. But then it said many, like many lived for a promise that they didn't see fulfilled in their own life, but was fulfilled mm-hmm. after their life. Mm-hmm. And so that, when when we dream with God the he shows us something that's so big and our part mm-hmm. may not actually see the end game uh, yeah. at the at the end of our earthly life right and so mm-hmm. was was Moses like helping the Israelites like uh, 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 up until the promised yeah. land and yeah. then he didn't enter the promised land right and so but Moses the his dream was fulfilled by the father mm-hmm. it just was mm-hmm. a different it, the fulfillment looked different in his lifetime. And that's the the key is if I dream small dreams, then I'm limiting myself mm-hmm. to earthly realities as opposed to mm-hmm. like, I love... Um, St. Therese, patron saint of missionaries, like her, she said her mission began, like will begin when she dies, right? Like, yeah. I want my missionary activity in heaven to actually be still fulfilling the dreams that God promised yeah. to me mm-hmm. here on earth. Mm-hmm. I may be dead and in heaven, but I can still be interceding mm-hmm. that the Damascus yeah. missionary community hits mm-hmm. the nations, right? Mm-hmm. And so, probably be a lot more effective. Yeah. I'll be yeah much, right, right, hopefully, right. We'll hopefully, we'll be much more we'll. effective. Yeah. yeah.
2: Well, no, Francis of Assisi, I think uh, on his deathbed, said something to his brother others along uh, yeah. the lines of like up until up to, now up, we've accomplished nothing Up to now we've accomplished yeah. nothing and then he brothers. says let us begin <laughs> Again, yeah. i love that isn't yeah. that amazing yeah um but i think um well aaron was in uh france uh this year and i was in italy and something that i noticed in europe that really blessed me that i don't think you always get the vantage point of when you're in america is when i was in uh in italy in rome i went to saint mary major and if you've never been able to see St. Mary Major and you're listening today, just look it up online. It's it's the most uh, ornate place that I think I've ever been. Like every single piece is laid perfectly. Like the symmetry is unbelievable. Like you can look from one high altar right across to the other one through the tabernacle perfectly. And this was obviously built in a time where that wasn't quite as easy as laser levels and things like that now. But the thing that captured me was that there were so many laborers that built this church over decades, over centuries, as they added touches and things that knew when they started building it, that they wouldn't see the end of it. Yep. And there were so many people that even died, even in the building. I'm not sure if it was of that church exactly, but in some of the churches locally mm-hmm. there, that that was a huge sticking point for me as I left Rome is like, there were so many people that built this beautiful place that knew from the very beginning that this was a bigger vision than they had the opportunity to see in their yeah. life, but they gave their whole life to it. Yep. And now I'm sitting in here like dr- drinking in in like a grateful way, yeah. this labor that they were partaking in, that's there's, built this. <clears throat> there's
0: a story I like to tell our missionaries. It's the story of the three bricklayers and the the first bricklayer there, um, someone comes up to them and they say, oh, wow, what are are you doing? And he's like, I'm laying bricks. And the person's like, oh, all right, and walks away. And the second bricklayer, a person comes up to them, and they're like, oh, what are you doing? And they go, I'm building a wall. Oh, mm-hmm. wow, that's that's nice. And they stay for a few seconds, and then they walk away. And then the, they, they walk up, a person walks up to the third bricklayer, and they say, what are you doing? And the bricklayer says, well, I'm building a grand cathedral yeah. that's going to be the house of God and mm-hmm. welcome millions of pilgrims from around the world. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, a crowd gathers around yeah. to watch this bricklayer. And I mm-hmm. think we have a lot of bricklayers in the church today who are just laying brick. And if mm-hmm. if your focus is laying bricks, yeah. you, you're, you burn mm-hmm. out quickly. There's mm-hmm. nothing inspiring mm-hmm. about laying bricks. So if I'm just doing what I'm like, just go, showing up every Sunday and just mm-hmm. laying bricks, or if I'm just you know teaching a religious ed class and I'm just laying mm-hmm. bricks, like, that's a good if that's my mentality, mm-hmm. number one, I'm not going to attract anyone mm-hmm. to myself, right? And number two, I'm going to hate my job, right? But if I know my purpose, and I know what my purpose is for, that I'm building a grand cathedral and I see the dream that will take decades to fulfill, I wake up every day and I have passion and purpose behind laying bricks. And people, they start seeing my purpose as well. They see my dream and they're like, how can I help, man? Mm Because I want that cathedral built. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to lend
1: my hands to get that cathedral built Mm -hmm. faster. Mm -hmm. And what's curious is that the activity may not even be different. What do you mean? Mm. Like mm. the the act of laying bricks. I mean, what the two guys are doing side by side. If you take they're a snapshot, they're all doing the
0: exact same thing. <laughs> Absolutely. Good, yeah. yeah. It's the mentality and the way you communicate mm. that mentality to others. Mm. And so, like, it's mm. yeah, you 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 have to be a dreamer to see what you're doing,
1: mm-hmm. but then you also have to speak that dream end up end public. Yeah. It's it's uh it's an activity and a participation. Yeah. That I, I've got to mm-hmm. I've got to be faithful to the work that God's calling me to mm-hmm. do on a daily basis, but also participate with Him in seeing mm-hmm. the vision for the future. Yeah. 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 And I think a lot of times we can get wrapped up on Mm -hmm. one side or the other. That especially as as Christians, as as missionaries laboring in the vineyard, like Mm -hmm. I can be convicted meaningfully of the labor that needs to get done right now, Mm -hmm. you know, and and get wrapped up in that. Or I can also be inaccessible because I'm I'm so focused on some grandiose future. But like God calls us to live in that tension. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, and I think Mm -hmm. I think that's that's also a um, a backdrop for dreaming is that like we by our baptism, by our confirmation, by our life in the Lord, we're called to participate in his grand vision for the world. Like we're partakers in the salvific act of Christ. That, like, that is the backdrop for us that this participation with the Lord. And uh, there's a story um, to to further drive this point home that uh, I love to tell missionaries as well, um, whenever they're coming to me and just uh, asking questions about like, I'm doing this task and it doesn't feel like it's a part of the whole, right? It kind of feels like extra. And uh, the uh, John F. Kennedy Space Station, when it was built, John F. Kennedy actually went down to see the space station, right? Hmm. So he's um, walking around, and he's uh, walking down the hallways, and there's a man who's um, dust mopping the hallway, right? And as he's dust mopping, he has like his headphones in, and uh, or like his Walkman—I don't even know at that time what it would have been—but um, was distracted in some way, shape, or form. And I'm, 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 if I'm remembering the story right, it was by music. But um, John F. Kennedy comes down the hallway, and by the time the man with the dust mop looked up the president's like really close to him, right? <laughs> so he puts his mop up against the wall and he looks over to the to the man who's uh, dust mopping and um, he acknowledges him and the dust mopper again, kind of in awe being there, seeing the president, um, says, Mr. President, and uh, JFK says, sir. And he then, just because he was so personable, looked at the guy who was dust mopping and said, sir, what is it that you do here, right? And the, the man kind of looks at his dust mop and looks back at uh, JFK and he says, sir, I help launch rockets. And there's just this like, <laughs> That's awesome. th- there's just this like, there's this understanding that he had in that moment. Right. And whether that story is exactly accurate or not, the, the point remains the same, that the, the, the understanding of that man was that this task is yeah. not meaningless. It yeah. actually gets something done that moves the ball forward to do this thing. And I think sometimes where we can get caught up in dreaming when we forget that the background is this participation with God is that, well, because my dream's so big, this little thing I'm doing doesn't get me there. But actually, it can be the exact opposite. It's like, this guy knew that, well, actually, as I'm dust mopping, and who knows, maybe as he was dust mopping, he spent some time with astronauts, and maybe he had a vision eventually to actually be in one of the rockets that launched. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, he was doing what was in front of him, and he understood it was part of the whole. What do you think about that, Dan? Well, like no, when it comes he definitely, to the, like, he does launch rockets, right? Because yeah. a
0: lot the rockets don't get launched if the whole community is not involved in it. And yeah. I think the... Uh, one of the things we talk about here, part of our missionary mindset, and it's a critical step of dreaming uh, with God is uh, excellence in the ordinary, that you have to you have to have a- excellence in the ordinary things if you're ever going to accomplish extraordinary things. And it's not just that I'm going to be excellent to prove myself that I can do big things. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that the Lord actually honors those who are excellent in the ordinary, those mm-hmm. who, he, he calls it those who are faithful in the small things, he honors that. And because of that, he gives them greater things. And so mm-hmm. if if we're not faithful to the small things, if we mm-hmm. don't clean our bedroom, right? If we don't care for our facilities that God has given us here at Damascus, mm-hmm. if we don't care for the individual camper, the Lord's not going to give us more campers. And so mm-hmm. we've got to love the one in front of us so that we can love the 1,000. And, mm-hmm. and when the Lord sees they're loving the one with a pure heart and a full heart and an intense heart, I can give them a 1,000. And then when while wow, they're loving the 1,000 with a pure mm-hmm. heart and an intense heart and, and, and a selfless heart, mm-hmm. I can give. Them the hundred thousand and mm-hmm. so the Lord wants us to be faithful in those small things. I love that the the parable of the talents in the Gospel of Luke. He says, "Because you have been faithful in small matters, <laughs> I will give you ten cities." It's like wait, what, what, <laughs> like, like it went from like me, like, I just invested in, a investing coins. these coins well to you giving <laughs> me ten cities, cities right? And I, I, but I think that's like like sometimes we're not faithful in the small ministry that God's asked us to yeah. do. We're not faithful in the order in our life. We're not faithful to our daily prayer life and because we're not faithful to the small things the Lord doesn't entrust to us greater things yeah.
1: Yeah. I love you know one of the we had our our volunteer or our donor appreciation dinner here the other day and I I find that whenever we have a great event here at Damascus somebody will inevitably come up to me and ask like six years ago 20 years ago when you guys started this did you ever envision <laughs> yeah. that you'd be <laughs> like, yes seeing. we envision they, they, they have a pocket recorder <laughs> yeah. and they're like getting an interview. In. Uh and, and it's, I mean, such a, a beautiful, lovely, yes. honoring, endearing question, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, as I as I reflect on that answer, like, the answer is no, of course not. I, I, I never could have dreamed that God would do this, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, every step along the way, I, I had big dreams that I wasn't sure could be accomplished, but I moved in faith, and once we got there, looking mm-hmm. back, it's like, God's just perpetually laughing yeah, and mm-hmm. saying, like, mm-hmm. you know, you're so small-minded. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we've got we've got forty six hundred campers that are going to be here on this campus, six thousand, including our our regional um, hubs up in up in Northwoods this mm-hmm. this summer. Mm-hmm. And it, just six years ago, like mm-hmm. we thought the limit was going to be thirteen hundred. Yep. Yeah. Um, we, we built a campus <laughs> for ba- thirteen hundred based yes. on based on the fact that we believe the limit would be thirteen hundred. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at that time, no, like 4,600, 6,000 wasn't even, I didn't even know that was achievable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but like saying yes to a big vision, um, and mm-hmm. saying, saying yes to allowing God to actually inspire new, like new hope in you Yeah. can, mm-hmm. can position you in a place where you can actually accomplish that, even though you're not, you're not setting those foundations for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think to. To very like to keep how do you pursue a dream just keep it super
0: super simple you you, uh, you pray like everything depends on God and you work like everything depends on you. There's just mm-hmm. faith and work, faith and work that mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna work. I love the, I, I found this quote a few weeks back this uh, a foreign missionary he, he was a, a non-denominational church planner but he, he just won one huge like he just won nations and he he, he he said the secret to missionary work is work. Work, 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 and I think sometimes <laughs> we don't talk about that because there yeah. is this element of we have to put our faith in the Lord and we have to we have to be on our knees and mm-hmm. and, and cry out and be intercessors and have a mm-hmm. ton of faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to move in power yep. and to work supernatural uh, miracles in order for the ordinary to become extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Whatever's placed on the altar, it gets it gets yeah. multiplied, and that's yep. a miracle. It's, it's mm-hmm. the altar mm-hmm. is miraculous, but so we've we've got to have faith in miracles. But we also have to do our part and work yeah. our tails off, and yeah. and really say like, you know, Lord, I see what you want to accomplish, and I, he, you know, we're called laborers in the vineyard, right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't mm-hmm. say, hey, I want you to be mm-hmm. couch potatoes in in my house, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's a reason we're called to be laborers, yeah, and yeah. and laborers work hard mm-hmm. and they work long hours and they they sacrifice physically uh, mm-hmm. to to bear fruit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, I was gonna say the the. I think the tension point in all of this is that the the entire gospel can be summed up in two verbs, right? Come and go. Come to me. Go. Therefore, and I, I think those two verbs they just cause tension sometimes, right? Because the two faults that you'll see in the dream sphere and probably every other sphere is that you'll have the people that come to the Lord and 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 sit there and wait. Yeah. Right. So like we're going to the extremes to make a point, right? So if all I do is come to the Lord and and I and I never go and risk something. I'll never know if he's moving the ball forward. Yeah. Right? Like like there yeah. actually is a balance in it. Right? It, it, it's expressed, if God wants this to happen, he'll do it. Exactly. Well, exactly. What are, what well, are you talking No, no, about? no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, but if, if God wants this to happen, he'll
0: ask you to do something correct, to bring it about. Correct.
2: So there's that. there's a fault on this end, right? But there's also a fault on this end of I go and I never come to the Lord. Because that's when we can get into that self promotion place. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I have this dream and the Lord's not showing up for it. So I guess I'm gonna go do it on my own. Yeah. Like just see how good I am at writing, see how good I am at speaking. Like, world, please notice this. I'm really good at this. I'm gonna promote myself. But then like the 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 danger there, right, is that our anointing can outweigh our character because we didn't ever learn how to wait. We didn't come to the Lord. We didn't yeah. learn how to be patient. And when your anointing outweighs your character, you're in a dangerous place because the dream won't be fulfilled. So I, I think I, I don't know. I, I'm just sensing like if someone's listening today and they're like, well, I, I find myself like not moving towards a dream. I wonder if it's because it's on one of those two ends of the yeah. spectrum that I, that I'm either so antsy that I, I don't wait on the Lord enough and I'm artificially creating the steps to make it to my dream. yeah Or if I'm waiting so much that I, like, it's kind of that idea that like, uh, on this side on, because I think that we can make this side very pious. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to just sit with the Lord forever and do nothing until he says move. Yeah. Well, he's already said move. He said, yeah. go therefore. So there's the word. That's all. That's, that's, it's, that's it's, the word. It's
0: a lack of personal accountability in, yeah. in, in the development of the kingdom well, of God. Well, but
2: I was going to say it can be formed as pious in a way, yeah. but, but it, but again, I like every analogy falls short at some point, but. If I'm standing here and God is the director, He's the wind in my sails. He's not a forceful God. So if I'm standing here, He's not going to shove. Yeah. But if I'm walking, if it's in a little bit of the wrong direction, He'll gently guide to this direction. Like, so again, I just I want to be cautious of us um, walking in it seems, one of those two. It seems extremes. like a
1: really difficult balance to achieve. I, yes. I, I wish
2: there was. I wish there was like a. a- <laughs> A twenty-one
1: day guide. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> that, teaches Thank, thanks, to <laughs> in, that teaches us how to go from how to go from encounter to mission, in <laughs> the area of dreaming. It's as, as if
0: there's
3: something <laughs> there that can help you with that. Yeah, but what do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I, I, I don't, I, I. What do I think about that? I think there's, um, I think it's we, we. We make a lot of excuses um, as opposed to just making some absolutes. So I think one one absolute is God has created us to be dreamers, and so you can't say, "Well, I'm just not a dreamer," or "That person's a big dreamer, I'm just mm-hmm. not." So the the reality is, we we are all called to be dreamers. I like to say that um, it's it's part of the image and likeness of God to be a dreamer because uh, I the the fact that I can, I have the capacity to dream. Uh, is, is part of my human soul. It's the faculty of the imagination. that I can close my eyes and I can imagine a world where abortion has been overturned, right? That I can imagine Roe v. Wade being overturned in a country where abortion is no longer legalized. Mm-hmm. Because I can imagine that, I can dream for that, and I can bring that about. So the Holy Spirit... Oh, like uh, comes over my imagination and shows me what God wants to bring about and now I can become a laborer to put that into practice and and so I can dream for the end of abortion dogs can't do that right mm-hmm. dogs aren't sitting around like oh man I really hope dog world hunger yeah. ends yeah. like I hope no no yeah. dogs are homeless right it's I can unique. imagine a world where homelessness doesn't exist but dogs can't and mm-hmm. the, like so the When fact did you that- develop that dog that voice, D- dialect, yeah, yeah. That's actually it's funny because that's my years dog's dialect ministry, right now. But my, my dog at home, Rocco, he has a different voice. So I, yeah. didn't, even, I didn't even use his voice, but <laughs> it, it's uh, the, but the, like the <laughs> sorry, <laughs> interrupt But it's, it was important. so so we, can, it, it was we good. we can dream. It's built into our, our our nature as as humans, and because I have the capacity for it, I'm called to do it. And then mm-hmm. we're actually so that I think that's the first truth. I am called to dream, and then the second one is I'm actually called to put my faith in the lord and and bring those dreams about and mm-hmm. and the we were goofing off but before the show but i think there's this cop-out that we often say that when we think we we know what God wants to do we throw on the end of it God willing right like mm-hmm. and you hear seminarians say that all the time like I'll be a priest uh, I'll be ordained a priest in two years God willing it's like wait what what do you mean God willing like mm-hmm. have you discerned that you're called to be a priest if you're called to be a priest then mm-hmm. move mm-hmm. faithfully yeah, in that you don't yeah. have to give the caveat the that, that God's not willing that and so it's almost mm-hmm. like this this cop-out and it sounds pious mm-hmm. I think but but we we have to put our faith in and say no God actually does will this that God does will the end of abortion. And because God wills the end of abortion, I can boldly say Roe v Wade will be overturned in America. Yeah. It's a proclamation of faith and if I don't say that proclamation of faith, I don't release grace in yeah. the atmosphere. Yeah. But when I and when I make that proclamation of faith, something happens. Other people say faith arises in them and mm-hmm. they say how can i help right yeah. like yeah. i want that same thing i want that dream to come into existence and i now have faith that that can happen because the faith that you have mm-hmm. has inspired faith in me how can i help and mm-hmm. we we see this all the time in our ministry we were walking in like around campus one time and we had uh 2,300 kids coming to camp, but we had over 1,000 kids on our wait list, and we had this big patch of trees, and we, we were taking a tour with a married couple, and we simply pointed to the trees and said, at some point, we want a whole nother campus right there so we can serve twice as many campers, mm-hmm. and that's all we said, we, and, and later that day, they text us and said how many mm-hmm. cabins will $2 million buy you, right? I made our dream public by saying we, we envision, we desire Mm-hmm. to serve mm-hmm. twice as many kids, and because of that, something was inspired yeah. in them to say, how can we help, <laughs> right? And and then all of a sudden, God's dream to double our camp capacity happened mm-hmm. in the moment of a minute of making a proclamation of faith. So how's it, how's
1: it possible to partner with faith and make a bold claim like that without a God-willing asterisk on the end? Mm-hmm and at the same time safeguard myself from embarrassment or disappointment mm-hmm.
0: there's not i don't think there is i think the 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 mm-hmm. part of humility is is saying that this is this is what god desires and if it doesn't come about it's not mm-hmm. it's not my fault so i've laid i've laid the um i've laid the dream on the altar and i'm not Pursuing a dream for my own ego or mm-hmm. for my own confidence, I get all of my affirmation from God and mm-hmm. and the Father. Mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. if the Father says, "I love you, you are my well beloved son." Yeah. If I I work to to bring something about that doesn't actually happen, that's mm-hmm. that's not a failure in me. I'm already well beloved. I'm already accepted. I'm already uh, a son who has accomplished what the Father has asked. He's just asking me to have faith in Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's really and good. to find your identity in the right place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. To find your identity in sonship as opposed to your dream being fulfilled. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. So I, I accomplished this work because at the end of the day, you didn't accomplish anything, right? Yeah.
2: Along those same lines, I wanted to, uh, there's a, a question that I get asked a lot because I think that on one side, right, God willing makes it overly cautious. Yeah. Then, then I'm never actually stating anything. Uh, absolutely. Let's say, right. Because I'm just kind of throwing a caveat on there of like, I'm probably wrong almost, yeah. right. That's kind of what it sounds like sometimes. On the other side, I think we can have conversations with people where they, they speak. Um, now, we need, to, we need to create, I guess, like a, a dichotomy here. You're speaking of like that the Lord absolutely wants us to envision a world without abortion. Well, of course. So there's some like universal truths there yeah. that the church holds but in our own lives where the Lord speaks to us individually, right? Like those rhema words that we talk about, right? That you have the logos, the eternal word of God, the tradition, the, um, and then you, have the, then you have the here now word of God that we see all over scripture all the time. When, it, how, how do we get to a place where we find a balance between not saying God willing all the time, but also not having a conversation with someone? Where I don't allow them to speak any kind of alternative viewpoint because I tell them God said so.
0: <laughs> not not being egotistical. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the secret is don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah, but it can,
2: but it can, but it can almost um. I think I think again I'm I'm trying to do well yeah. to kind of bring the two sides. I think that um someone listening today and people that I talk to about dreaming regularly will will come to this like um question that I think is well oriented I don't have the best answers. But I, I don't know. I want to throw it to you guys to see if we can uh, wrestle yeah. with it. But it's like, how how can you um, how can you refrain from speaking something so absolutely that brothers of yours or sisters of yours can't give an alternative viewpoint that actually allow it to grow into what it's supposed to? Be? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's probably an untested dream a little bit, right? Sure. The 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 process is, as you said, Aaron, it's it's a day-by-day process of discovering God's dream as opposed to like saying, like, okay, this is it, and I'm gonna like, yeah. like have the lenses and not listen to anyone, right? It's yeah. you're discovering God's dream with, with God. Mm-hmm. And part of discovering the dream with God is realizing the, the community, the body of Christ is mm-hmm. is. Is part of dreaming with God, and so I can't. Really I can't dream in a silo by myself in the Adoration Chapel. I have to dream in the Adoration Chapel. But the body of Christ mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in the Adoration Chapel. I'm with Christ the Head. When I, mm-hmm, when I'm mm-hmm. when I'm when I'm battling in uh, with a dry erase board with you guys, and we're talking yeah. about what we're gonna do with our ministry. That's that's dreaming with the body of Christ, and right. and, and that's absolutely critical mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. discovering God's dream. And I would say it's yeah the. We're not absolute truth, and so the we pivot, we adjust, we um we we navigate the waters, if you will, right? We're pioneering, uh, and, but you have to navigate the waters to where where is God going to bring this? And I think having, like mm-hmm. that you said, Aaron is like. The end game isn't always known, the destination. So we can point the target. Like mm-hmm. you can have the, I'm, I'm going to discover the new land, right? Yeah. I don't know exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. how I'm going to discover that new land. And there's mm-hmm. going to be tons of, of pivots in the way, but I'm going to discover that new land. And, and being able to speak those kinds of words. I do think there are people who speak those kinds of words, though, that either A, lack credibility or... Um, or B, lack maturity. And so mm-hmm. I lack credibility if I say God wants to accomplish this, and yet I don't have the character and the work ethic and the and the to sustain the integrity it. to bring that about. Mm-hmm. And I, I lack um, credibility if I don't have the maturity. So if I say God wants this, but I, I haven't, like you said earlier, Brad, been in the dark room, the quiet place, mm-hmm. enough to allow myself to be grown and matured, then, then perhaps I'm speaking... A desire of God, but I'm speaking it prematurely. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, uh,
1: Dan, I, I'm I'm seeing a couple different audiences here that we that we want to be able to speak to, right? Mm. So there's probably some who are listening who uh, haven't been dreaming boldly enough. Mm-hmm. There's others who have been dreaming boldly but have been missing the mark, mm-hmm. and then there's those who stand in community and support. Mm-hmm. You know, I I think that. Um, I I wonder maybe if we could just if we could just roundtable a little bit and and give some direction to those those types of people. I mean, I I feel like I feel like the the book is sort of oriented toward those who haven't yet stepped into a place of dreaming authentically. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I would actually it just depends. So I think it's it's actually um, it's how to discover and activate God's dream for your life. So what I have found Mm. is. I've sat across the table at Panera a lot of times with bold dreamers yeah. who have no idea how to actually accomplish that dream. The practical stuff. Yeah, the practical yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, And, and so it's like... How do you the, and they're like, oh, this, 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 this? I'm like, whoa, 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 narrow that down to one thing. Like, what's your mission statement? Right. Mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. if it no one gets inspired by someone who's scatterbrained. And yeah. so, if you want to inspire people, if you want to be that third bricklayer, that's uh, that there was an there was a blueprint that mm-hmm. they were building a cathedral yeah. based off of. And if you don't even have the b- blueprint yet, you don't actually have the mature dream yet. And so, mm-hmm. so, like, how do you discover how do you discover that blueprint? And then, actually, how do you bring that blueprint yeah. about i think th- those are the two people i'm trying to, to expand
2: help. that analogy a little bit too right like i love that right because if it's a th- if it's the third bricklayer says that he's building a cathedral but as they're laying the bricks the people that are giving their lives to that are recognizing that this isn't starting to shape up like a cathedral <laughs> yeah. like then all of a sudden like it, it's, it, it's it's desolate it doesn't it doesn't do yeah. you lose your credibility well and and you lose valuable time and the yeah. orientation towards something so there is I think to your point, Dan, on both sides, there can be an urgency to it of like, hey, let's yeah. let's actually begin implementing something. One thing I was thinking about is, um, because I'm agreeing with you, Aaron, I just, I see in the church both sides, and it's it's almost like a pendulum that swings, right? It's that one side sees the other and says, I'm going to do the extreme on the other side to try to balance yeah. it. But it's actually all of us that need to kind of find our way to the middle, because yeah. I think you were giving great words earlier, Dan, that like, yeah, like maybe I'm dreaming super boldly, but maybe I'm not bringing the Lord into that enough or maybe I'm not conversing with the body of Christ where the Lord resides enough. Like yeah. some of the greatest um, insights I've had for the missionary program have been at a table with you guys, Like, or even just yeah. yesterday, literally yesterday, like all of a sudden the like, things were going off in my mind yep. that were a hundred percent God inspired, but it was because we were having a conversation where I, I was just seeing different vantage points. And I was thinking about that in context of Genesis, right? Like I think, um, well, this is fresh. So I'm going to try to make it seem reasonable, but Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are having a conversation, Mm -hmm. right? Let us make man in our image. Yeah. Who's saying that? And to who? (laughs) Which persons? Like, It doesn't give us absolute clarity there. And I I think that's really profound Mm -hmm. because what's happening is they're envisioning something. Yep. They're envisioning this man that's going to be formed from the clay of the ground with the breath of life breathed into his nostrils. There's a dream. Those are words of a dreamer. Yes. Let us do this. But the conversation is critical. Yeah. Because all of a sudden it's like, let's make man in our image, but like in the image of the father, the son, or the spirit. Well, in the image of all of us, in in our image, right? Let's make this dream in our image. I I think there's something to this, to your point, Aaron, about that supporting role. Like we have to get behind, like, I don't know, we have to get behind dreams that mesh with ours. And like, we have to be willing to not do it our way. Like, Like, sometimes we get a dream, like Damascus, And all of us probably have differing opinions on where that dream should ultimately go. But it's actually in that conversation of let's make Damascus in the image the Lord has given us that the different vantage points bring something different into i don't know there's something well no i think striking me i think
0: the pro-life movement is actually kind of a funny example of that. you get a bunch of pro-life dreamers and you have two options i can either as a pro-life dreamer support an existing pro-life movement or start Mm -hmm. my own pro-life movement Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes i i wonder i I just this is a speculation Mm -hmm. right i wonder if our pro-life movements in America collaborated a little bit more intentionally, and if we pulled our mm. pro-life resources mm. together a little mm. bit more intentionally, if we would have overturned Roe v. Wade. Mm. But we've got all of these different dreamers all over the place, all dreaming for the same dream, but they're all starting their own nonprofits. Yeah. And, and like even just in our diet, like in the city of Columbus, mm. we have like 20 different apostolates, pro-life apostolates that are asking for resources every single year for like, mm. and so it's like, well, are you collaborating together? And could this actually, could you streamline? Like, Because now all of a sudden you have 20 different advancement directors all out Mm. there wasting their time, and you're wasting my resources by paying that advancement director to ask. And so the the church Mm. has a model for this. If you want to start a new religious order, they test your charism. And they say, is this charism new and unique? If it's not new and unique, you're not allowed to start that charism. You're you're supposed to go be obedient under the role (laughs) of Francis or the role of Benedict, not recreate the role of benedict because you want to be the leader right so sometimes it's about i i may i may have a dream that god's put on my heart but my role isn't to be the founder my role is to be this core supporter Mm -hmm. and the you know like ultimately we're all behind one person jesus christ so he's the leader and we're we're called to be followers (laughs) and Mm -hmm. and i think we just have to test whether or not when god puts something on my heart Am I called to be the one to go start something, or am I called to find who's running in that really well? That's good. And, and and how can I support them?
1: Come I, I, w- I want to hit two things before we close today. So uh, first, Dan, I- I'd love for you to share just a little framework on on how the how the book's laid out. Um, Dream bigger. You know, y- y- you indicated again we're speaking to dreamers, to those who haven't yet stepped into act into envisioning with God, to entering into relationship with Him in the process of dreaming, and also those maybe of us who have attempted to accomplish a dream that we believe that God's placed on our hearts but are running up against a wall.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the... uh, Thanks, Aaron. I think the first part of the book is just about... be Like falling in love with the lordship of Jesus and understanding that my life in Christ Jesus has been redefined to advance the kingdom of God. And through the power of the Holy Spirit, I've been given the power and authority and the resources of the kingdom of God to advance his kingdom yeah. here on earth. And when I know that, all of a sudden I have a renewal of the mind to be able to effectively put my faith in Jesus mm-hmm and to put my lifestyle in the position to advance His kingdom for Him and not for myself. And so it's almost like start with the renewal of the mind, that I'm in the right starting place to live my life for Christ, to bring about His dreams, not my own dreams. Then move into a time of discovering God's dream through intimacy. So this process of dreaming not um, not asking the the father to to bless my dreams um, or to get behind my dreams, but to actually start from scratch and to sit side by side with the father and mm-hmm. and dream with him and let him reveal his dreams for the world and then let him reveal where you play in that. So I, I have dreams for China. I have dreams for the poor in Columbus. I have dreams for the end of abortion. Um, and and I those dreams are satisfied in my heart through being an intercessor because yeah. the Lord says this is my dream for China. I want, but he didn't say I want you to go labor in that vineyard. So I'm an intercessor for that vineyard. But he said, "This is Damascus is the vineyard. I want you to labor in." And so, um, so being able to identify, which actually gives clarity to your call and clarity mm-hmm. to your focus.
2: And there's a financial aspect to that too, right? You can be an intercessor yeah. for those dreams, but you can also be a, a benefactor, a, yeah, a a mission giver. partner, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. I can
0: give to those apostles, mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And. And then, uh, kind of towards the end, how do you put those those dreams into practice? So, so, how do you number one? How do you dream bigger? So, little little tools and techniques: uh, how to dream bigger, how to tools and techniques on how to wrestle with God until He gives you the full dream that uh, is on your life. And then, how do you partner with people and actually put it into a real daily practice so yeah. that it's not a fantasy; it's actually a dream. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the the layout of the book is meant to be meditations followed by activations. So there's a daily meditation followed by a daily journal entry or two that like actually gets you wrestling in prayer to come yeah. up with concrete things. Um, so yeah. it, it's not a book that I read, I get inspired, and I walk away. It's a book I read, and then I actually activate every single day
1: that I read it to make mm-hmm. sure that I'm moving something forward. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if that, if, if that sounds... Uh, Inspiring to you, I would encourage you to to check it out. Dream bigger. What, what's the official launch date, Dan? I think it'll be out by the time this airs. I, I don't know. the
0: the It yes. was it was printed in February, and then the factory <laughs> burnt down, and all the books oh, no. burnt, and so the and the, it's. Uh, but I s well, I think it. I think it's actually being shipped this week, unless the factory burns down again. Mm-hmm. But we're gonna we're gonna bank on the fact that it's <laughs> yeah. not gonna that burn down. We're gonna pray against, against that.
1: <laughs> so so check it out. I mean, D- Brad, you and I have had the the awesome pleasure of of living this walk with Dan, mm-hmm. and uh, not only seeing this message develop in hearing you speak about it, Dan, but also just living it in real life. Mm-hmm. So and blessing our lives with it. It's it's been a pleasure. It's been a grace and. Um, Friends, yeah. If if you're interested, uh, check out check out the book on mm-hmm. on Amazon. Is that the best best place to look? Yeah, so via Press or Amazon, whatever suits your fancy. My my last question for the day is, uh, you know, one of the things Dan that I, I I recall early on when when we were young and fresh and trying to accomplish dreams that were offensive um, mm-hmm. was that the people that that. Our community, the ones that we were engaged with, like I, I don't want to suggest for a minute that we had our stuff together and we're doing things right, but I, I do recall um, the environment that we surrounded ourselves with was often filled with people who, it seemed like their the desire of their heart was to shut us down, mm-hmm. right? And and Brad, I, I you know we've Dan and I have grown up with you here, and mm-hmm. I, um, even seeing a lot of the dreams that that you've had on your heart that have been that have been pushed forward, I think I think there there's something to be said to. For the ones who are in community with a dreamer, mm-hmm. right? How is it that I orient my heart in such a way that I can support the dream that you have in mm-hmm. your life, um, and not get offended when you screw things up? And and really, like I think I the word that I'm being drawn towards is, is humility, right? That humility flows both ways. Um, yeah. That that as, as one charged with with carrying a dream, mm-hmm. um, I've got to I've got to realize that. Uh, I need to walk in a beautiful humility of not thinking too highly of myself, but thinking of myself as God sees me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the same time, as as one who lives in community, like just showing such an abundant mercy yeah. for for the ones who are trying to figure this out mm-hmm. and realizing like my, my purpose in this world is actually to see others succeed mm-hmm. and to see others grow and to, and to will their success and to push yeah. them forward in that mm-hmm. process. Yeah. Yeah, that's,
0: that's a great word. I think supporting each other is absolutely critical. And I, I think there there is, you know, Scripture says to test the words you've received, right? Yeah. And I think there is an element where... Iron does sharpen iron, so if if you are like if you have a friend who's a huge dreamer, feel free to test that word and ask some questions and like press in and like yeah. you said like like uh, is this mature enough yet? Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. all these different things. Um, but then also to like support them and don't yeah. test it, don't crush it. Well, yeah, I was <laughs> gonna know? say that.
2: Well, but and, but and it could be if we're relying on test, test your heart before you test their word. Yeah, right. That like. I want to make sure my heart is actually willing your good when I say this, not willing your downfall. Yeah. Right. Cause that's where envy can sneak in so subtly that like, it's not that I want what you have. I just don't want you to have it. Yeah, Right. Like I just don't want people to look to you as the thought leader here because for whatever reason that takes away something from me. Mm-hmm. Right. and And that's where if we test our heart first, I think we're in a really good place yep. because I never want to test a word unless my heart's in the right place for it. And I also think just like, um, recognizing too, um, that like, what is your fear in them running in that? I think has been a question I've been able to ask myself is there's times when I'm partnering with someone and I think they might be going too far too fast. And really like if I test that to the depth of myself, I'm afraid of being humiliated with them. But if you don't risk humiliation, you can never have authentic humility and you can never be fully human. Like, that's actually the way it goes is that I actually risk human. Like, because let's say that I partner with a dreamer and that dream just falls on its face and I've put my name on it with them. Mm-hmm. Well, welcome to a humiliating place. Well, there's an app, an opportunity, an avenue for humility. And what does that mean? What well, means we're human? And that's a good thing because <laughs> yeah. we have a God who's God and we're not. So I don't know. There's something about testing your heart in
0: that. Yeah. And that doesn't mean throwing prudence out right so you not. you you have to just balance prudence humility with faith and boldness yes. and it's it's a matter and the only way you can yeah. do that is by being with the Lord being
1: with the <laughs> Lord and being with each
0: other yeah. and yeah. Uh, living that life
1: mm-hmm. good well let's let's close our time in prayer guys in the name of the Father and the son and the Holy Spirit amen amen, amen. lord we love you um, we're so grateful father for the dreams that you've placed on our life for bringing us into a, a unique and bold and powerful participation in your creative work. Mm-hmm. We pray Jesus that, that the words from today's show would be inspiring. Um, that those who are listening today would be inspired to take action, whether that's participating in a study like like Dream Bigger, or whether that's just going out and, and living it in their life. And Jesus, uh, especially as we, as we close with that message, I pray that you'd give each of us just a, a renewed heart of love to see those around us succeed and to ask, how can I how can I support my brother? How can I support mm-hmm. my sister in in growing, in maturity, and in receiving the grace that you want to give to accomplish mm-hmm. the dream on their life? Mm-hmm. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 One more time, friends, check out the book, Dream Bigger. And mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If, if you want to live it, check out Damascus um, mm-hmm. at damascus.net. We want to extend a big thanks to our sponsors at St. Gabriel Radio who have made this show possible in a lot of ways, who've made the studio possible. Thank you, mm-hmm. St. Gabriel here in Columbus, Ohio. And uh, we, we want to thank you for, for joining us again on today's show. Please like and subscribe. Share this show with somebody who you think might need it. And we'll see you again next week. Friends, let's, uh, let's, let's shout it out. Dream bigger on three. Ready? One, two, three. Dream, dream, dream bigger. bigger. <laughs> God bless you.
3: Oh, wow.